the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The Senate's second-ranking Republican says a fear of frivolous lawsuits during the virus outbreak is putting a damper on medical caregivers and small business owners, too. Senator John Thune says the recently passed House bill focuses on handing out more relief money. Without thought to the consequences for future generations. He says what's really needed is assurances for those driving the U.S. economy. We need to make sure that medical professionals and small businesses and others can get back to running their operations and employing Americans without worrying that an army of trial lawyers is about to descend. Republicans insist liability protections must be part of any new coronavirus relief package. Bob Agner reporting. Tropical storm Arthur inching closer to the east coast today, expected to strengthen as it begins to make impact on North Carolina later in the day. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. The Patriots Business Benefactor Program is back for a limited time, and for your donation of $1,500 to Good in the Hood, we'll give you 40 commercials to use for your business, church, or organization right here on The Patriot. Just call 651-289-4444. That's 651-289-4444. Let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Showers with a high of 57, and we got Hour 1 Brad Carlson's show of the Northern Alliance Radio Network starting right now. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to send us a tweet, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow. For any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And I have a feeling we're going to get a good number more live listeners today. Than we normally do. It has been raining pretty much nonstop since yesterday afternoon. Not a torrential downpour or anything, but a steady rain, uh, which is good because I I, I law- mowed my lawn for the first time this season, uh, first time in 2020 uh, on Friday, Friday evening. Beautiful evening out, perfect day to mow the lawn, and now it's been just getting a steady soak for the past couple of days. So with all the sun- sunshine that's coming up this week, uh, following week, uh, man, I'm going to have one of the nicest looking lawns in the neighborhood. That's for sure. Of course, I'm not as obsessive com- compulsive as some neighbors who will go unnamed because, well, they might be listening to the broadcast, but <clears throat> you know who you are and I'm not dinging them. I'm just saying I'm not as ambitious as you all. I wish I were, but I'm not. So sorry, not sorry, I guess. Uh, so, do the kids still say that? Sorry, not sorry. I have no idea. 
Anyhow, uh, let's move on, shall we? Uh, Talking some local news regarding the COVID pandemic. And I think this is pretty much the subject has been a staple of the show, of the broadcast since you know, mid-March when it really when it really got going. And obviously there's going to be several news stories surrounding it. And on the local front, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I was mildly surprised that uh, Governor Tim Walls has uh, loosened uh, his stay-at-home restrictions. My first reaction when uh, this was uh, Wednesday night when he addressed uh, the state, my first reaction was, well, it's great, but there still isn't a whole lot to uh, go to because as it expires at midnight tonight. But this is from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Governor Tim Walls said Wednesday that he will allow stores to reopen. Uh, just an aside, that that just that still just kind of galls me that he'll allow. It's like, oh, you know, do we do the genuflect and say, thank you, my liege. Thank you for allowing me to exercise commerce. I don't know. Stuff like that just kind of galls me. <clears throat> I'll move on. Uh, he'll allow stores to reopen and let Minnesotans leave the house more while leaving in place for now restrictions for bars, restaurants, theaters, hair salons, and other businesses where people must be in close contact. The policy changes delivered in a live stream address means many small businesses and retailers can open their doors to customers Monday as long as they have a plan to safeguard employees and customers through social distancing. Bars, restaurants, barbershops, and salons could open as early as June 1 if they meet safe opening plans that will be devised later this month by state health officials. The stay-at-home order is expiring and the dials are turning, but that doesn't mean we are carefree and can return to the way things were, Walls said. It means we have to stay safe, take care, care for our own health, and care for our neighbor. It's a significant step in the governor's response to the virus, loosening a stay-at-home order after nearly two months of restrictions meant to slow the spread of the coronavirus. But it's not a wholesale reopening of the state. Schools are already closed for the rest of the academic year, and a separate order closing events and businesses where people are in close contact will continue, as will restrictions on other public spaces and large religious services. Anyone who can work from home must, and gatherings, including those at churches, mosques, and synagogues, must not exceed 10 people. So with that in mind, uh, the Star Tribune also compiled a nice list a handy list of what uh, what you need to know about the new... Uh, it's no longer a stay-at-home Minnesota, it's stay-safe Minnesota. So the governor's new measure means he will let his stay-at-home order, which went into effect March 28, expire on May 18th, which is uh, 11 hours, a little less than 11 hours from now. So uh, do you have your countdown clock on, Jason? Uh, 11 hours, counting backwards uh, yet? May have to get something like that going. Who's to say? Not that we can go anywhere to celebrate, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, so does that mean things will go back to the way they were before the pandemic? No. Walls wants vulnerable Minnesotans to continue to stay at home and social distance to protect themselves from the virus. That includes those at risk for severe illnesses, such as the elderly or individuals with underlying health conditions, and large gatherings of more than 10 people are still not permitted. As far as what businesses are going to reopen as a result of the new order, many small businesses and retailers that were shuttered under the stay-at-home order will be allowed to open, but there will be restrictions on operations such as 50% of store capacity, and they'll need to measure in place for social then they'll need to have measures in place for social distancing for employees and customers. This includes shopping malls with some restrictions on common spaces. Wall still wants anyone who can work from home to do so. And I'm in that category. Uh, my company, even before the stay-at-home order was handed down by the governor, our company was proactive and said, look, a lot of you who are working in cube land, and I am one of them, you can you can be at home. Uh, why don't we start thinning out the corporate office a little bit? And, and pretty much for uh, since the middle of March, uh, or I think it was... If I, if I remember right, I think it was about uh, third Monday, third or fourth Monday in March. So just before the stay-at-home order was issued, uh, I've been at home and, and have been fortunate to do so. Uh, still going to the office once a week because our company is uh, deemed essential uh, by the uh, federal government. We're a uh, company that manufactures uh, certain uh, critical chemicals. So there you have it. 
So this is going to be interesting uh, regarding some of these store businesses that are going to reopen. I heard the Mall of America is supposed to, is, is, do you know this, Jason, that the Mall of America is supposed to reopen tomorrow? Not all stores will, but um, I think the mall itself is supposed to open tomorrow. Let me take a look. It may be the yeah. first, but let me take a look on the internet really okay. quick. Because I thought do. it was supposed to be tomorrow. Be, because in a, if you're not congregating in stores, the mall is big enough to where you can maintain pretty good distance. Sure. You know, like you get your mall walkers. People like to walk around the mall for exercise, something like that. Yeah. But I know a lot of the stores just haven't had the opportunity to put in uh, protocols for uh, staying safe. And plus, a lot of those businesses aren't, I don't think, are going to open uh, to June 1st. And regarding restrictions for bars and restaurants, the new order doesn't change the situation for bars and restaurants in Minnesota, which are closed under a separate executive order. Those will remain closed to dine-in customers while state agencies develop a plan to reopen with social distancing measures in place Excuse me, as soon as June 1st. Bars and restaurants can still serve delivery and takeout food orders, and the legislature and governor have relaxed rules that allow them to serve some beer and wine with food orders. Well, we're all, we're always pretty well stocked up on, on beverages here, so that part we just... We just order food and we're good to go. Uh, can't go to the hair salon or movies just yet. Uh, hair salon's irrelevant to me. I mean, uh, I could just uh, <laughs> I own a pair. I order a pair of clippers from Amazon. And I can just do it myself, and my wife can kind of clean up behind the ears that I can't reach. But my poor wife, her 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 hair is getting longer and out of control, and I think it looks great. But she doesn't <laughs> like real long hair, and uh, so she put in a uh, put in her name at her lo- the salon she likes to go to. And once uh, it opens up, then she's on a waiting list. So uh, that's kind of how she's going about it. But for me, you know, that that hasn't been an issue. Uh, what about outdoor sports, recreations, and summer camps? Uh, the governor said the DNR is still working on guidance to see if summer camps and youth sports can resume in the summer. But those still aren't allowed under Walls' new order. The order does does allow for outdoor tournaments, competitions, practices, and sports that allow for social distance and do not require groups of more than 10 people. So uh, those are just kind of some of the areas that give you an insight as to the governor's latest order. Uh, There is an issue, and I'm glad this was broached as well. Uh, What if employees returning to work don't feel safe? And the governor issued a new executive order for employees returning to work that will protect them from discrimination or retaliation if they raise concerns about workplace safety. And that, that's a that's a key issue there. Now, like I say, it might even when our corporate office is at capacity, uh, you have it's either the you know the upper management folks they have their own individual offices, so it's easy to you know stay distance from others. And then you have those of us in cubicles, and it's it's right at about six feet. Obviously, you've got walls dividing us, separating us. So. Um, uh, Walls, W A L L S, not the governor. If for, <laughs> I, I can see how maybe someone could confuse that. No, uh, actual physical walls separating us in our cubicles, and it, they are more than six feet. So we're able to stay safe at my particular corporate office. But you know, there are some who are seeing people going around and not exercising the proper protocols. I mean, you, you remember how when you shuffle through papers and some people will lick their fingers and shuffle a few form few more of the stack. I, I am always very cognizant of that when my uh, when my coworkers come to my desk and say, "Hey, I got this report I want to give you," and as they're shuffling through it, uh, if they lick their fingers, I'm like, um, "Can you scan that to me <laughs> so I can walk, look at it on my screen?" Because uh, you know, no offense, but uh, yeah, we're we're just not going to touch something that you just uh, you know licked your finger and then uh, pulled out of the stack there. So. Uh, there are things that you don't really think of, didn't really think of before. Now you really are. Like uh, you've had, I'm sure everybody's worked with with those germaphobes. I can't imagine what this is doing to those people, you know. Uh, and so I'm grateful for the technology of these days that uh, that we're able to uh, work from home. So uh, this is a start, to be sure. Definitely not a finish. But again, I think this is all incumbent upon we the the citizenry to take this seriously you know i and i know that there are a lot of my uh friends on the right of center side of the aisle who don't 
feel it's necessary to wear a mask, to feel that this is ginned up by the government in there to keep down the, the, the good economy and whatever else. And I'm not down with that. I, I just am not interested in peddling conspiracy theories. This is a very serious ailment. And I understand that this is disproportionately affecting the elderly as, as far as death tolls. But let's not forget, you could still get this. And, and a lot of people say this, well, I'm willing to take the risk and get it. Well, that's great. And you may be asymptomatic or you may experience the illness and recover quickly from it. That's, that's fantastic. Good for you. But you're still very contagious. And you could have it and not know. And I don't, I don't even like to think about that. And, and, you know, as much as it kills me to not be able to, to see my uh, 78-year-old mother uh, more often, uh, that's difficult. But she understands the, the circumstances surrounding this, and, and we need to uh, definitely be a lot more sensitive to that. I'll tell you what, we need to take a quick break. Uh, if there's any way Vincent can hold... Uh, over the break, I will take his call first thing when we come mm-hmm. back. And if you'd like to call in, feel free to do so at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! The COVID-19 outbreak brought our country and our amazing economy to a screeching halt. Stores closed, restaurants empty, malls locked up. But pretty soon, Twin Cities businesses will be running at full speed. Families that have been cooped up for weeks are going to be heading out the door back to their favorite stores and restaurants and shops. But will your business be ready for the rush? Have you adjusted your advertising plan? The team at AM1280 The Patriot is ready to help you now so you can reach future clients and attract customers. Have you updated your radio marketing message, your website, and social media? Business owners, you've got a lot on your plate. It's time for an upgrade. Let us help you target a customer base that's ready to get outside and enjoy the Twin Cities again. We're here for you with a free evaluation of your marketing presence and a plan to help you thrive. Visit surroundmsp.com. That's surroundmsp.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Welcome back. AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. 
Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as promised, we want to get to uh, Vincent's call. Vincent, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Appreciate your patience, sir. Go ahead. That's okay. Uh, thank you for taking my call, first of all. Yes, and sir. doing a lot of thinking and reading and looking at... we got uh, a lot of time for that these days, arrest, Vincent, don't we? Looking at the Constitution <laughs> and the Declaration of Independence. Declaration of Independence was King George, King of Great Britain. Great Britain. And we got a King Tim here in Minnesota. And... To do with education, how has the king decided what we're going to be doing and to get ready for, like, summer school? You know, the kids are graduating. Maybe they want to get a few courses in college, you know, to go to summer school like I did back years ago. So we got school coming up. Has the king decided what we're going to do or are we going to just jump into it at the last minute there or are the kids going to have to sit at home? Yeah, appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks, Vincent. Appreciate the call. My wife is actually a school teacher, one of the local public school districts, and um, from what I understand, they're going to maintain the distance learning through the summer. You know, because like you say, some kids want to maybe get some extra credits toward college. I know kids obviously have some, perhaps some failing grades to make up, and they want to make it up in summer school. So I think that's going to continue this summer. Uh, as far as fall, there hasn't been anything definitive settled upon yet yeah that's going to be the next big issue that's for sure because if you listen to folks at the national level particularly dr anthony fauci and other members of the president's uh, task force that's going to be a uh, that has far from being greenlit as yet going back to school in the fall and particularly because they are anticipating a second wave of this virus taking place in the fall because they anticipate it'll be uh, inhibited somewhat uh by the uh by the warmer weather so um great question all i can tell you is for this summer it sounds like the distance learning will continue at least for uh, summer school got another call on the line alan is calling in from champlin alan you're on the northern alliance radio network go ahead hey thanks for taking my call my question is is are there really not let me back up do television stations on a local level on a market like ours, do they not make very much money? Is there, is there not a reason why we can't get more conservative businessmen to buy out TV stations so that we can get a contrarian point of view? Uh, do you have a, a particular show in particular? I, I mean, most like the 5 oh, and 6 p.m. Oh, news is supposed to be hard news. Are you implying that they're editorializing it? or? Yeah, you, no, let's be, let's be realistic. They only tell you what they want to tell you. So there's so much news that they don't tell you. How come we can't get a, a conservative ownership of, of a local TV station so that we can get a, a realistic perspective and and have news that really informs people what's really going on. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Alan. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I know that uh, Channel 5 has been owned by the Hubbards for, obviously, generations. It's a family-founded television station and founded by broadcasters, perish the thought, and they have been long right-of-center, contributed to uh, uh, right-of-center political candidates, although... I think uh, now that Stanley Hubbard Jr.'s daughter, Ginny Morris, is kind of running things at, at Hubbard, both the radio and TV side, and she's not as politically conservative. In fact, I think she maybe uh, swings the other way. But I don't know. I In watching the hard news, like in Channel 4, 5, and 11, I I don't think it's as insufferable as on the national level where you, know, you get people at uh, CNN, who particularly, who are supposed to deliver hard news and uh, they claim to be impartial, but you can tell that they're anything but. So I, I, I guess I don't know specifically what you're referring to. Uh, if you say the news is biased, yeah, well they they tell you what uh, what they want to tell you. Um, I don't know. I mean, is, is has there been something that they've reported 
that hasn't been true or we found to not be true. Uh, I I don't know of any big scandals like that on the local level. Nationally, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. But locally, I I think I gotta be honest. I think it's 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 pretty solid. But your mileage may vary. Uh, speaking of nationally, we'll move on to national side of the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, I've had the opportunity to listen to Eric Erickson, uh, his radio show on a daily basis. He broadcasts uh, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time. He's a He is out of Georgia. He founded Red State, uh, redstate.com, conservative website, writes conservative opinion. And about four years ago, he founded The Resurgent. Check it out, theresurgent.com. And... He, like I say, he's got his finger on the pulse, Georgia politics. Well, he's from there, lives there. He was a political operative in his former life, campaign manager in his former life, and now does political commentary. And he wrote a terrific piece at the Resurgent entitled, Where Does Brian Kemp Go for an Apology? Now, we've talked a lot about the state of Georgia on this show, and for those of you who may not know, Brian Kemp is the governor of Georgia. And when he decided in late mid to late April that he was going to start slowly reopening the state, uh, reopening the economy, people just pitched a fit. It's like, ha, it is way too soon. Don't, doesn't he know how serious this is? He's not taking this very seriously. Uh, Georgia was at the time, uh, if not in the top 10, very close to the top 10 in most COVID cases. As far as death toll, I, I don't recall specifically. They may have been right in the middle. I don't know. But as far as cases were concerned, they were on the border of being in the top 10 in terms of most number of cases. And the concern was that's only going to be exacerbated by opening up the state and allowing businesses to reopen. And as a result, there will be more and more people infected. And extrapolate that, there will be that many more deaths so there you have it. Brian Kemp is going to have blood on his hands. Ron Fournier, the uh, he works for the Associated Press, lefty commentator. Uh, this was on April 20th. Uh, Governor Kemp made the uh, declaration April 20th. He was going to start reopening businesses uh, that were mostly sole proprietors who had direct personal relationships with customers, and they were going to reopen on April 25th. So five days before these businesses were going to reopen, Ron Fournier took to Twitter, mark this day, because two and three weeks from now, the Georgia death toll is blood on his hands, his being Brian Kemp's. And Georgians move around the country, they'll spread more death and economic destruction. Gee, it's so unlike leftists to be hyperbolic, isn't it? Uh, Just look, this, this was so poorly reported and it was just riddled with bias the reporting on georgia and we've talked about the georgia situation on this show the past couple weeks at least a few times in the past month or two and you know eric erickson who again has his finger on the pulse down in georgia he said what this really stems from is national media outlets still bitter that Brian Kemp defeated rising young progressive star Stacy uh, Stacy Abrams, and by the way, um, you really want to uh, you you really I'll prepare you if you uh, go read the Washington Post profile and Stacy Abrams prepare to have some of those vomit bags. Uh, I imagine the airlines might have a surplus of them because not as many people are flying. So yeah, maybe the airlines can get in the business of selling vomit bags to anybody reading the Washington Post uh, profile of Stacey Abrams this morning. Just absolutely nauseating. But she was the, she was the progressive up-and-coming star, a young black female. I mean, that's a practically a progressive utopia. I mean, you throw in transgender, and she would have checked all of the, the, the boxes on the— uh, you, on, on the diversity scorecard, okay, on the uh, so, or the intersectionality, because they're in big in identity politics, politics, intersectionality politics, and that would have checked all the boxes, almost all the boxes. I mean, young uh, black female progressive, and Brian Kemp defeated her for governor in 2018, 
And the media has really never gotten over that. And they came up with all these conspiracy theories that, well, when Brian Kemp, because he was he was secretary of state of Georgia when he was running for governor and Georgia had a law that uh, if you did not vote after a certain number of elections, you would be purged from the voter rolls. And so Brian Kemp, a secretary of state, enacted that law and they accused him of suppressing votes in order to defeat Stacey Abrams, and they've never gotten over that. And that is why their coverage of the Georgia situation, particularly pertaining to Governor Brian Kemp's decisions, has been so jaded and cynical and flat-out dishonest. We'll talk a little bit more when we come back the next segment and take your calls, 651-289-4488. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. When you go to the mechanic in here... Pass me the torque, right? Nope, let me have the flamethrower. That sounds wrong. You know what else sounds wrong? When you hear about the interest you're earning on your savings with the largest banks. But with the Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account, you could earn much more interest. And hear this. Open a Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account in minutes at Marcus.com. You can money. Comparison made to the three largest U.S. banks measured by total deposits. Rates as of February 4th, 2020 may vary by state. Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. At American Family Insurance, we know owning a business takes hard work. From long days to long nights, starting your own business is a dream worth pursuing. We're right here in your community and we'll be here for you every step of the way. American Family Insurance is focused on protecting the business you've worked so hard to build so you can keep moving towards what's next. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Welcome back. And welcome to Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. Always we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing the discussion out of Georgia, which reopened a good number of businesses on April 25th. So if my math is correct, that's just over three weeks now. Uh, What was so infuriating is just the dishonest reporting surrounding Georgia reopening. I still remember on Twitter, uh, shortly after Governor Kemp announced 
that he'd be, again, letting certain small businesses that were mostly sole proprietors with direct personal relationships with customers to reopen on April 25th. Uh, all of a sudden, there was this, uh, there, well, the tweet I read by Ron Fournier, there were similar uh, versions of that. For instance, there showed a spike in cases of coronavirus cases in Georgia shortly after Governor Kemp announced he would be letting these businesses open. And people are like, oh, my God, there it is. Irresponsible. He's letting businesses open. And look at that. The number of cases continue to increase. Well, the devil, as they say, is in the details. Georgia had an issue with uh, reporting on testing. Like, for instance, there was tests that were administered on April 1st, but the results weren't reported until a couple of weeks later, like the 17th or 18th, say, and that's why people, when they would look at the the data, they'd say, wait a minute, on April 17th, it said X number of positive cases. Now it's risen. What's going on here? Well, they were getting results back from tests that were administered, say, the first week of April. But instead of putting those positive tests on the day they were tested, they were inserting those positive tests on the day they got the results back. So it was skewering the results a little bit. And by that point, any positive tests, you know, that were administered on April 1st, but not reported until, say, April 17th, April 20th, people had been tested positive, but, say, were asymptomatic or had symptoms or self-quarantined for 14 days, and the 14 days were up, and they were out back and doing whatever and recovered. So that's a thing that people really didn't understand, is they were, they were seeing numbers, oh, my God, these cases are increasing every day. Is he nuts to open the state? Well, the, gov the, the data was always on the governor's side, and the one criteria he had, and again, his uh, health expert that he uh, cited pretty much since day one was Dr. Kathleen Toomey. That's T-O-O-M-E-Y, if you want to look up her credentials. And the governor was one of the last, Governor Kemp was one of the last governors to, uh, yeah, here she is, she's a, uh, the direct she served as the director of Fulton County Department of Health and Wellness and now is uh, the um, health commissioner for the Georgia De uh, Department of Public Health and has been the individual who Governor Kemp has relied on to guide him. He was one of the last governors to issue a shelter in place. He didn't really issue it until I think first week of April, whereas many governors, including here in this state, it was March, mid to late March and. Governor Kemp finally administered a shelter in place. Many people thought it was too, way too late that he had blood on his hands because he waited too long. And then within two or three weeks after announcing the shelter in place, he says, okay, we're going to start lifting restrictions. But here's the thing that people missed out on. They had very specific criteria that these small businesses had to meet in order to open up. And once again, he relied on the data of, of Dr. Kathleen Toomey. She recommended, you know, Governor, you really need to shelter in place. We need to flatten the curve. We don't want to overwhelm the health system. And the more and more people are out and about, the more cases will, will spike. And as a result, some of these cases could be very serious. We need to get a handle on this. And now the data that has been compiled for the past couple of months, it shows that the most susceptible are the elderly. And that has been by far the highest death toll. And obviously those with underlying health conditions. Okay, but... The, the party of science doesn't want to talk about that because then you'd have to address the obesity issue, and that would fly in the face of body positivity. I'm all for feeling good about yourself, but you can also be concerned that you're not in the best of health, especially when you have a uh, an ailment like this that is going to affect someone who's obese. Okay, And what obese is, well, check with your local doctor, obviously. Check with your family doctor. Anyways, so uh, they're, they're, what they cited was a retransmission rate, which essentially meant that if someone uh, contracted this, you know, what, a, what I mean, how, how many, uh, it was a retransmission rate of, I believe it was one. It was one. And as long as it was above one, they would continue the shelter-in-place order. But once it got below one, then they would move forward and opening some of these businesses up. And it got below one, and the governor cited the data as such. He cited science. You know, these leftists who, who love to cite science for everything, okay, here's the science behind this. But apparently it wasn't good enough. 
Well, here, this is again from Eric Erickson's piece at the Resurgence, uh, the Resurgent. Uh, bowling alleys, for example, typically met the technical criteria for a business that could reopen, but practically could not reopen because of the stringent health and safety protocols the governor put in place. Kemp also refused to end the shelter-in-place order early, necessitating that businesses could begin reopening, but customers could not actually get out and about. Again, the media failed to note that. That's kind of a key distinction, don't you think? Yeah, they're opening businesses, but it's merely to get things ready for when you have customers. They weren't actually allowing customers. That That's kind of a key distinction, wouldn't it? Isn't that right? And he still hadn't lifted the shelter-in-place order by this point. Uh, on May 1st, 2020, the shelter-in-place order expired for most people. Restaurants and barbershops reopened, but under new protocols with go-to orders, face masks for barbers, etc. In a revision to his order this week, Kemp required that bars, nightclubs, and live music venues must remain closed until June, along with overnight summer camps. Between April 20th and May 1st, a recurring trending hashtag on Twitter was Hashtag Kemp has blood on his hands. Good Lord. (laughs) Democrat politicians and others assailed Kemp, claiming people were going to die because of him. And I already read Ron Fournier's uh, tweet earlier. He is formerly of the Associated Press. I I think I said it. He was still with the AP. No, he's formerly with the Associated Press. Um, But he was not alone in that sentiment. Stacey Abrams, again, the woman who lost to Brian Kemp, which many maintain the the leftist media is still bitter, that uh, their progressive darling was ousted as a gubernatorial candidate. Uh, She took to NBC to blast Brian Kemp. President Trump, I was very disappointed in the president, by the way, uh, criticized uh, him for reopening, saying he strongly disagreed with Kemp, even though Kemp's administration and public health officials spoke to the president personally, outlining his plans. And at the time, they indicate the president didn't have any real objections to that. But yet, for some reason, in a subsequent press conference the president held, he decided to throw Georgia, particularly Governor Kemp, under the bus. And I was disappointed in that. That's not, that's not like the president to kowtow to public opinion, but I don't know if it's because his coronavirus task force wanted him to make this, throw out this disclaimer, this caveat. I have no idea, but uh, it happened, so be it. Uh, also, the Atlantic ran a hysterically-themed article that Georgia was experimenting in human sacrifice. The subtitle of the piece was, The State is About to Find Out How Many People Need to Lose Their Lives to Shore Up the Economy. And again, that was another chanting point that was bandied about, particularly in my social media feed. You know, what kind of country are we where we're going to value the stock market over grandma? And by the way, why don't they ever cite grandpa? It's always grandma. Well, what, grandpa can't get any love? And that's that was and people don't even take into account a Yale study that came out that said for every percentage point uptick in the unemployment rate, uh, there could be as much as 30 to 50,000 fatalities in a year related to depression, uh, opioid abuse and you know suicide, what have you. But yet that 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 wasn't talked about as much. I think people are finally starting to come around to that, thankfully. Uh, anyhow, I'll continue with Eric's piece. We are now not just into the fourth week since Brian Kemp said the state could reopen, and 14 days past the shelter-in-place order expired. We are now past the last major revision of the IHME model, which happened the other day. The IHME model is most widely cited and relied upon model for COVID-19. The White House and Georgia's governor rely on it. On May 12, the IHME model predicted Georgia would still have hundreds of daily new cases into August and would have 1,783 daily new cases on June 12, 2020. Well, the other day, I think it was Thursday, the model updated, and the update was significant. Georgia is now expected to have no cases of the virus by August and only 367 new daily cases on June 12th. So, as Eric Erickson asks, where does Brian Kemp go to get his apology? The media failed to note at the time that Kemp was not alone in reopening. Jared Paulus of Colorado also put in place a process to reopen his state. Georgia actually is administering more tests per capita than Colorado, 
and the number goes up daily. The media chose to ignore all of this, just as the media has willfully chosen to ignore problems with Andrew Cuomo's leadership in New York. And that, to me, is the most egregious. I mean, there were documented photos of early to mid-April of people packed in the New York City subways like sardines. And it was only on May 5th where they finally said, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should uh, I don't know, maybe we should think about disinfecting the subway cars on a nightly basis. Why don't we say we go do that? After how many weeks of sheltering in place and people being packed on the subways like sardines, then you finally decide to disinfect them on a nightly basis? Or elderly uh, COVID patients, you decide to uh, place them in long-term care facilities, thus exposing other vulnerable elderly adults to the ailment that doesn't get nearly as shouted to the hills as as brian kemp wanting allowing a bowling alley to open but again they they failed to cover key facts i'll just wrap this up here real quick at this point it is objectively true that new york's data and the media's closeness to new york has affected the media coverage of the virus the media's love affair with governor cuomo of new york seems more about its hatred of trump than cuomo's competence Cuomo, not Trump, was ordering infected senior citizens into nursing homes, and the national press has largely ignored that. Georgia may very well see some growth in COVID-19. Now, it all depends on the residents of the state taking reasonable precautions like wearing masks, keeping their distance, and not letting their guard down. The data will have to see if Georgia reports arise and if it is outside a range seen in other states or in line. Sadly, though, much of the media would rather hope for a spike in Georgia so they can get an I told you so moment instead of admitting how they got it so wrong. The media and the Democrats will not apologize to Brian Kemp. Ron Fournier stated on Thursday he was glad he was wrong, but he also took a wait-and-see approach. Maybe he was wrong, and it'll be five weeks before the bodies start piling up. He's not alone. Any error or overreaction on the part of the press and progressives is just is that we just need to wait a few more weeks. So there you have it. I'll just, uh, I'll, uh, so that again, the resurgent.com fantastic writing there, not just from Eric Erickson, but many of the folks on staff there. And this is, this was just stunning how inaccurately this was reported all along. And it's a shame that this kind of stuff ends up being politicized like this. But shouldn't it be good news? Shouldn't you want to see the, the template? I mean, again, uh, this is from Axios.com. Florida's new cases actually declined by 14% compared to the previous week, and Georgia's fell by 12%. Wouldn't you want to find out what they're doing? Remember, Florida was another one where Governor DeSantis uh, allowed beaches to open and as long as people maintain the proper social distancing. And this is what Brian Kemp, said, Governor Kemp of Georgia said. He said, look, I trust Georgians. I trust Georgians to maintain these proper protocols, to maintain the social distancing, to wear face masks in these particular businesses when they open, where you have to be in close proximity to each other. As long as Georgians do what they're supposed to do to stay safe and stay healthy, I trust them to do the right thing. And so therefore, I'm going to allow these businesses to open. And that's the way it should be. Government should be able to trust the citizenry. Unfortunately, uh, there's some citizenry in certain parts of the country, I don't know if you should be given that much trust to. But again, we need to start taking this seriously and show that that much trust can be placed in us. And it's kind of the uh, the Jurassic Park thing, uh, you know, talking about uh, Wisconsin. You know, the Supreme Court invalidated their shelter in place order, and people, it was like max exodus to the bars. Okay, it's kind of like the Jurassic Park theory. Just because we could doesn't mean we should. So just uh, be safe out there, folks, I guess is the overarching message. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in by Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. 
It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Join Dr. Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done. Champion Plumbing wants to empower you to be the champion in your home when it comes to plumbing. Go to their YouTube channel for step-by-step videos explaining how to fix common household plumbing issues. Do you have low water pressure? Have you drained your water heater this year? Champion Plumbing has videos to guide you through it. And if you get stuck, they're only a call away. Subscribe to their YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash champion plumbing. Join the Freedom Fan Club this month and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, History's Nine Most Insane Rulers by author Scott Rank. Sign up today by visiting am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always. Tuning in, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions on today's show content. And as always, thanks for tuning in on this rainy weekend. Only got a few minutes left this final segment, so I want to get to this audio here right away. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, is on the president's coronavirus task force. He and uh, Dr. Deborah Burks have kind of been the voices and faces of this task force. Uh, He testified before the Senate Health Committee this past week. And Senator Rand Paul, Republican out of Kentucky, uh, gave a, a kind of gave an opening monologue and showed that, look, this this is to be taken seriously. Well, heck, Senator Paul himself had COVID and had to quarantine for two weeks as a result, has obviously recovered. And the thing I found most amusing about this is when he was questioning Dr. Fauci and the data and how some things have been over-exaggerated, overblown, the old, I, how dare you, sir? Who do you think you are? You're talking to a doctor. <clears throat> Rand Paul is a, hey, hey, Rand Paul is a doctor too. Okay. Rand Paul, he's a he's a doctor himself. But hey, you continue to have Greta Thunberg as an expert witness on some uh, panel. So, <laughs> um, anyhow, so we'll start with uh, Dr. Fauci. This is uh, Jason. If we have that uh, clip queued up, this is uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh, he is responding to Rand Paul, basically telling him, "I don't think you're the end all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision." Jason, we have that clip ready. Here we go. I have a, a little bit of humility in, in our 
uh, belief that we know what's best for the economy. And as much as I respect you, Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision. We can listen to your advice, but there are people on the other side saying there's not going to be a surge and that we can safely open the economy. And the facts will bear this out. But if we keep kids out of school for another year, what's going to happen is the poor and underprivileged kids who don't have a parent that's able to teach them at home are not going to learn for a full year. And I think we ought to look at the Swedish model and we ought to look at letting our kids get back to school. I think it's a huge mistake if we don't open the schools in the fall. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, can I respond to that even though there are only 32 seconds left? Uh, yes, and you might make it clear whether or not you suggested that uh, we shouldn't go back to school in the fall. Well, uh, first of all, uh, Senator Paul, uh, thank you for your comments. I, I have never made myself out to be the end all and only voice in this. I'm a scientist, a physician, and a public health official. Okay, stop right there. I give stop advice. Right there. So there he is. I have never made myself to be the end all and only voice in this. I'm a scientist and a physician and a public health official. And, and, and that's fair. I'm not going to pick pile on Dr. Fauci like a, like a lot of people have had. But the onus is on the president, whether to take Dr. Fauci's advice or not. The president has implemented his policies and his stances on this uh, COVID-19 and his national shelter-in-place, to the extent there is one, based on his coronavirus task force advice. But Dr. Fauci was later asked by Senator Cassidy out of Louisiana about the harm of having some kids home from school in terms of missed meals, not monitoring for child abuse, brains not developing, parents unable to work and provide basics for children. Dr. Fauci, in short, said that's not his job. This is from Melissa Francis from Fox News. She reported that uh, back and forth. And that's a key distinction there. There have to be a couple of sides of this. Dr. Fauci can give the public health aspect of it, but if the president comes to him and says, look, my economic team says this, these minimum restrictions for the economy reopen, reopening have to happen in order to alleviate some of the unintended consequences of closing down, what can we do in order to alleviate the number of cases and the number of deaths should we decide to open the economy? What, what, what can we do from that standpoint? And that's where multiple sides have to come into this. Yeah, Dr. Fauci's not an end-all, but there has to be an economic voice, an economic side of that, and Larry Kudlow uh, is kind of the head of that in the president's administration. So again, I, I can't help but stress there are some un, unintended consequences of this. And again, that Yale study, look that up if you can. There's a study that came out of Yale that showed for every percentage point uptick in the unemployment rate, there could be some severe effects, Thirty to 50,000 deaths within a year, again, from alcohol, op opioid abuse, depression, what have you. So very serious issues on both sides. So good exchange there by uh, Dr. Paul and Dr. Fauci. Our number one in the books, our number two, coming back in mere moments. Me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. The world seems to change every day. While we've made many adjustments during this pandemic, we are still open for you. Shipping parts, repairing pressure washers, and doing proposals for new wash bays hasn't stopped. As your local family-owned source for pressure washers, we are here for you during these times. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com to find out more. That's AmericanPressure.com. relief factor pain relief that's natural pain relief that works and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain i come from the doctor's clinic this morning 28 staples out of my knee and i am not taking painkillers why because i don't need to i'm taking relief factor yes it's a triple dose but it doesn't have any negative side effects and i am doing just fine thank you very much that's the experience of tens of thousands of americans who are taking relief factor right now see their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just 19.95 that's less than a dollar a day that's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, Starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. 
politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues. And we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch. No safe spaces. The movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. 